If you have a friend who is racist or sexist or who holds political or religious views that are very different from yours, even if their core values are in direct opposition to what you believe, should you unfriend them? Today we're going to talk a little bit about the internet, about media, about how humans are influenced, about how we think, and about how you can make conscious choices about building your social world the most effective way possible. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. I got into an interesting discussion recently with someone who was considering banning everyone that they knew who they identified as racist or of an opposing political view from their friends list. And I thought this was quite interesting because I felt an emotional response to that. On the one hand, I fully understood her frustration. I understood that she felt the need to protect herself from these somewhat toxic viewpoints coming across her Facebook newsfeed, but it felt wrong. And as I tried to identify why it was wrong, I realized a few very interesting things that I thought were worth sharing here. The first thing that I recognized was that in her particular case, she wanted to unfriend anyone who she identified as racist or as a supporter of Donald Trump, which she also identified as being equivalent, being a racist fundamentally. And I understand her frustration there. I understand her emotional response to that. I myself really, really fundamentally dislike racist mindsets, as well as sexist mindsets, as well as any mindset which identifies one segment of humans as being of more or less value than any other segment. The great thing about being human is that there is a lot of variety and we should appreciate that while it's here it's likely to not be here forever before long we'll probably all have a bit of Chinese in us so so why does this feel wrong then why wouldn't I want my newsfeed to be 100% pristine and pure and comfortable a nice emotional haven for me to go to where there were no dissenting worldviews or points no one that I felt the need to confront it sounds like a happy, ideal place. And I know my core values well enough to know who aligns with them and who doesn't. And there are certainly times that I would make that decision. The reason I find it uncomfortable is that I don't think it's very helpful in the long run to creating a better world. And here's why. As humans, our brain evolved over three specific stages. We first evolved the reptilian brain, which is all about survival and reproduction. Uh, and that's been evolving since 320 million years ago. About 150 million years ago, the mammal brain came on the scene and included socially oriented uh, mental structures. That meant Mother Nature realized that there was strength in numbers, that if we work together, we can gather resources better, protect them better, protect the young. We can more likely find a suitable reproductive partner. There was huge advantages to being able to form successful groups. But the way to form successful groups without eating each other 
was to create mechanisms in our mental limbic system in which we seek to match and mirror the thought patterns and the behaviors of the community around us. If you are in a group of people, you are influenced by them in a deep and fundamental way that you're probably not even consciously aware of. And here's the rub. If you are a racist, how did you become a racist? Chances are it wasn't a conscious choice. You didn't wake up one day and say, I dislike people that are different than me. I dislike people that are this particular shade of skin color. I dislike people that eat this kind of food or come from this kind of culture or speak this kind of language. But if the environment that you're in, if the people around you, your parents, your teachers, your culture, your society, your religious leaders, all impact you, all have this kind of racist viewpoint, you will automatically adopt it unless you are able to see it, identify it, call it out, and resist it. Very few people are able to do this. The mammal brain is very emotional and it is very, very powerful in its desire to agree with others, to be accepted by the people around us by behaving similarly to them. How we move, how we walk, how much eye contact we make, how we dress, whether we dress, how we shave, do our hair, how we speak, accent, style, vocabulary choices, every minute detail of our thinking and behavior is influenced by the people around us. So my view is that most people who are racist are not racist of their own choice. They are racist because they grew up in an environment where that racist mindset was part of the worldview they were immersed in. They simply adopted it subconsciously. So here's the problem. Let's say this person is your friend and you've been challenging them for some period of time every time they make a racist post and you've been calling them out and giving them counterpoints and then one day you just get frustrated and emotionally exhausted and you cut off your friendship with them, unfriend them, block them from your world, and they are no longer an unpleasant noise in your Facebook newsfeed when you wake up in the morning. That feels wonderful, right? What does it look like to them? The first thing I notice is that this feels a little bit like if a kid hits another kid and then you smack that first kid for being violent, what did they learn? Did they learn that smacking is wrong? Did they learn that violence is wrong? Or did they learn that there are certain acceptable situations when adults think this is appropriate and I should just have to figure out when those situations are? So I find this unhelpful. If you basically treat someone as being fundamentally bad because you view their view of seeing someone else as fundamentally bad, you've just repeated the same behavior they have under a different reason. Now, this is really interesting because let's say that someone is racist and they see people of a certain skin color as being inferior to them. Obviously, that's totally whacked. That makes no sense at all. The people of that skin color did not choose that skin color. They weren't involved in that decision at all. 
and there's absolutely nothing that merits them being considered inferior. But here's the thing. The racist person who has that viewpoint didn't really consciously choose their perspective and mindset of being a racist either. It wasn't really a conscious choice. So for us to say to them, you are fundamentally bad, isn't that different from what they're doing to people of that skin color that they dislike? That's the first problem I see. We're basically hitting the first kid because they hit the second kid and we're not really improving their understanding of the problem of the behavior of hitting. But there's a bigger, longer term problem here. And that is that if we are so strongly influenced by the people around us, then the most important thing we need to consider when we want to help someone challenge and change an unhelpful mindset is who is around them. So if you remove yourself from this racist person's world, you are now one less person influencing them towards a positive, more helpful pattern of thoughts. Instead, they are now surrounded only by racists. What is that going to do to them? If you look at this pretty clearly, I think you can see how this is exactly how cults form. Cults first seek to isolate the people in their group from any outside influences and they intend to instill their own worldview on these people. And it works. It works incredibly powerfully. It's something that we need to be very aware of. In a sense, I think that the opposite approach is far more efficacious, is to essentially get louder, be noisier, be more blatant, take out a bullhorn if you have to, start a blog or a video journal about why racism is unhelpful, make it very, very clear to people and make sure to send it to all of your racist friends, quote unquote friends, right? Because your goal here, if you want to make a better world, if your core values are, I dislike the way these people are behaving, unfriending them is not going to improve their behavior. In fact, it is likely to worsen the situation dramatically. And this is where I had to stop and recognize that I have cut people from my own world, simply stopped communicating with them. I don't think I've ever blocked anybody say from Facebook or or whatever due to like differences in political opinions or anything like that uh, but I recognize now that I'm very choosy about who I spend time with I don't invest time in people who have fundamentally different core values from what, what I do and when I step back and look at that and recognize the, the essentially the harm that that's causing to my world I have to challenge myself in that regard. This is a bit of an abstract discussion in a sense. So I think that the most practical thing that we can take away from it is to recognize that when there is someone in your world who has a behavior or has a thought pattern that you disapprove of and that you disagree with and that you can identify exactly where it conflicts with your core values. That doesn't mean you should necessarily cut them out of your life. If you have the energy 
And if you have the emotional resilience to withstand some of the discomfort of being in conflict with their core values, I encourage you to. I encourage all of us to. I encourage all of us to put ourselves willingly into that situation where we call the bullshit out for what it is and where we give very clear stated opinions, scientific evidence, examples, constantly being a voice for the opposition. Because if we don't do that, they cannot improve. They are surrounding themselves with people automatically who agree with them. And this is an incredibly unhelpful situation. It's, it's, the, here, the problem is, you look at social media, it is almost a formula for creating cult perspectives. There was a great TED talk that I saw about a year ago. I cannot remember the name of it, but there was a black man who decided to create a Facebook profile in which he identified himself as a racist who hated black people. And he found amazingly how quickly Facebook ended up surrounding him with groups and discussion boards and pages and comments which spoke the same language, used the same mindsets, had the same discussions. And suddenly he had his profile, his own profile, which was very, very anti-racist. And then he had his, his uh, fake profile, which was very racist. And the two news feeds were night and day different. Facebook and other social media platforms do their best to be intelligent with artificial intelligence and surround you with things that feel comfortable because it encourages you to come back. It triggers your dopamine center. This feels comfortable. It triggers your serotonin. This feels like my tribe. I'm excited to go back and be surrounded by these people. But if you are perpetuating unhelpful, limiting, harmful social beliefs, we all need to step back and consider whether our perspective is well-rounded and what we can do to improve it and what we can do to improve that situation for others. So I'd like to put this out as a, a caution in a sense. Technology is connecting us in new ways, which is fascinating and exciting. It can shatter our own echo chambers as well. But we don't want to exit the echo chambers of others just because they're uncomfortable. We need to do it for very clear, decisive reasons, such as self-protection, um, if it's too emotionally traumatic, obviously, I wouldn't ask or suggest that a rape victim spend time in forums uh, arguing with potential rapists. That is not going to be a situation that they can handle well emotionally. That's highly extreme. But if you can understand the general context here is that if you allow echo chambers to form silently without being part of it, this kind of isolation is what creates very, very harmful movements and mindsets. Great examples of that can include, you know, Japan being isolated just prior to World War II, Germany isolating itself. You can see entire countries, entire mindsets isolate themselves, and they all believe that they are 100% right because their social group supports it and inspires them to continue thinking and behaving even more deeply across a particular narrow range of thoughts. It is important to be aware 
And as, as, as a citizen of the world, as a member of the human race, be aware of where these are forming, be aware of what thoughts and behaviors they're engendering, and be a part of the solution as much as we can, or we're likely to see future disasters far, far worse and far, far less predictable than the ones we've seen in the past.